0: You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I want to minister a message. Keep a heavenly atmosphere in your heart. Keep a heavenly atmosphere in your heart. Christianity is all about your heart. Christianity is all about the purity of our hearts. That's what it's all about, having a pure heart. Matthew 5 verse 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. One translation says, God blesses the pure in heart. It's all about the purity of our hearts. What's been going on in your heart? The truth is as we enter into the last days, There's a need for us to enlarge our capacity to believe. Because there's so many things going on. To enlarge our capacity to love. There's a need for that. When Jesus returns, He's not coming to see if I'm a pastor, if you're a deacon or an usher or a hostess, whether you're in the children's church, whether you're a bishop or Whatever. He's not coming to see what church you're in even. When he returns, he's going to look at your heart. He wants to see who's worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And if it's not spirit, it's not truth, then it's nothing. Can you see how easy it is to get involved with activity, but be busy with nothing? Because God will be looking at our hearts. Who have you got mad this week? Somebody made you angry. Somebody got offended. Luke 17 verse 1 says, offense will come to everybody. It's important to guard our hearts. The more I read the word of God, it seems like if you... Want to experience heaven one day, you need to be able to have heaven in your heart. You need an atmosphere of heaven in your heart to be able to qualify for heaven. To be able to see God is not how many good things we've done, pure heart. Can I understand why Proverbs says, God your heart above all things. The Passion Translation says, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Wow. The issues of life comes from your heart. Most of the issues that you have, that you are facing, are not the things happening around you, but what's happening on the inside of you. There's a tremendous need to protect your heart. Turn to the person next to you and ask them that you protect your heart this week. The word teaches us, especially in the last days, that we have to protect our hearts. Think every generation. Thought that they in the last days. Amen. Every generation from the time Jesus went to heaven thought they in the last days. I'm not saying Jesus is coming now, but I can say we're one day closer to Jesus coming than what we were yesterday. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew 24. And this is really a time of self-reflection. Just to ask yourself, am I really ready if Jesus were to come today or tomorrow? I'm not saying he's coming today. I'm just saying if he had to come, would we be ready as a church? So this message is really going to challenge you to make sure that you are ready. Amen? That our focus is not on the wrong things, but where it should be. Matthew 24 verse 10. The Bible says, and then many will be offended. It says, these are the signs that you will see in the last days. And then many will be offended. Wow, I think we live in a generation where people get offended so quickly. I'm not even talking about the world. Just people in the church can also get offended. Amen? Who got offended in the last week? Just double blink at me. Don't raise your hand. Just double blink. Will betray one another and will hate one another. Says in the last days you will see these things people getting offended very easily, people betraying each other, and people hating one another. A matter of fact, offense is only the beginning. The end of offense is hatred. So if you don't deal with the offense, you'll start to hate. It's offense, then resentment, then unforgiveness, then bitterness, then hatred. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. In the last days, we'll see a lot of deception. People just starting to do funny things that just doesn't make sense. That's why you have to view everything in the light of God's word. Verse 12, And because of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. This is the warning. Offense, betrayal, hatred, deception and the love of many will grow cold that's love towards God and love towards people not amen because we're seeing these things around us happening let me read verse 22 and unless those days were shortened no flesh would be saved you know what he's saying? He's saying the best of the best. The most perfect Christian that you know, loving God and loving people. The Bible says if God did not shorten the time, nobody would make it. That means it's, it's going to get bad. Offenses will increase. Hatred will increase. Deception will increase. People will stop loving God and stop loving people. Wow. When I read this, I say, Son of David, have mercy on me, help me. Pour out your love in my heart. It's saying unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus is going to do it for you. Is going to help you so that you can make it. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or there, do not believe it for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to to deceive. I'm always amazed that people want to quote this scripture and say, okay, let's not pray for people for healing. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about things to deceive people, to stop serving God. Healing, deliverance, breakthrough is for the salvation of your soul. When it's done in the spirit of Christ, you'd want to serve God better. Amen? When you've received healing, it's to serve Him better. When you receive a breakthrough, it's to serve Him better. When you receive deliverance, it's to serve Him better. Not to become... A better sinner to become a better Christian. Amen. If possible, even the elect. See, I've told you beforehand. God says, let me just give you a heads up. This is what's going to happen. People are going to get offended. People are going to start betraying each other. People will hate each other. Their love will grow cold towards God and towards people. It says if God did not shorten the time, the very best would not make it. That means we have to hold on to God with everything. Get some spiritual beacons in your life. Do some things that's drawing you closer to God. Many will become Deceived. This COVID time has deceived many people because many Christians started thinking they don't have to come back to church and they can still be a good Christian and finish strong. Proverbs 18 verse 1 says, a man that isolates himself seeks his own desire and he rages against all wise judgment. Two believers are better than one. To be of one mind, of one heart, of one spirit, you cannot do that on your own. If somebody, are thinking in their heart, they can make it on their own, you're deceived. It's my thumb saying, I can give a thumbs up and say everything is fine without the hand, without the arm, without the elbow, without the shoulder. I need you like you need me. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, I need you like you need me. Can I tell you something, the only antidote against offense, betrayal, hatred, to keep the love of God in your heart is to give the word, Jesus, the rightful place in your heart. To stay away from deception is to make God's word the standard for your life, to view all your actions, all your opinions, everything that you are doing in the light of God's word. It's a time for self-examination. Turn to the person next to you, say to them, the spotlight are not on anybody, but it's on me. What makes you and me a citizen of heaven? If we look like the world, if we behave like the world, what's different in our lives? If we're reacting on Facebook, on social media, like the world, how can people say that we are different? If challenges comes your way and you react like the world, how will people know that you're a citizen of heaven? Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a citizen of heaven. So we should not allow the fears in this world, situations, circumstances, to direct your conversations, to direct your prayers. I'm not saying be ignorant of those things. But respond with heaven's atmosphere when hell breaks loose. Don't behave like hell and start shouting and screaming and cursing. And let those things grip your heart. If you're a citizen of heaven, don't allow an atmosphere of hell in your heart. Turn to the person next to you. Say, I know who he's talking about. I know people like that. (laughs) Am I talking to the right people here this morning? Jesus said, In this world, there will be tribulations, there will be troubles, there will be difficulties. John 16, He says, but I have given you my peace. Not the peace of this world. A peace that comes from heaven. That surpasses all understanding. He says, I'm telling you this because I've overcome the world. Whatever the world is bringing against you, God has overcome the world. He said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If you believe that, then whenever anything in the world that comes against you, keep the atmosphere of heaven in your heart. Amen? Do you know what that means? It means there can be troubles around you, difficulties around you, challenges around you, screaming and shouting and pointing of fingers and blackmail and intimidation, whatever you want to call it. It can be around you, coming against you. But on the inside, you'll have peace. You'll have heaven's atmosphere. And when you go with that authority and you declare heaven, heaven will manifest. Because when your confession, it's got your heart's full agreement, it's when faith is released. But many times we are saying the right things, but we're believing differently in our hearts. We are saying the glass is half full because we know we have to say it. But on the inside, you're believing the glass is half empty. First believe. Then speak. If you want to keep a heavenly atmosphere in your heart, you will have to change your way of thinking. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 12. Romans 12, verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world. You know what it's saying? It says, don't copy the world. Our blueprint is not the world. Our blueprint is heaven. Amen. This is the trap of the enemy for us to look at the things of the world. It's the deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this world that choke the word of God out of our hearts. That's why your focus must be on heaven. Especially when you're under pressure. Especially when many things are coming against you. You need heaven's opinion about your situation. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to change your way of thinking. The book of Corinthians says that we all, as beholding into a mirror, are being transformed. So, number one, we all, you don't change on your own. On your own, you become weird, you become funny, because then you're having conversations with yourself what you are feeling, what you are experiencing at that stage. Everything that you are thinking, view it in the light of God's Word. Thoughts are very important because what you are thinking and meditating upon will happen in time. What you think and meditate upon the whole time will happen in time. What you think you'll start to say. When you start saying it, then you'll start doing it. Somebody comes to church, they think, let me go to church. So now they come to church. Now they are here. They have an experience with God, touches their line, and think, wow, that was amazing. As they walk out, they tell somebody, you'll see me again. Not just, they say, see me again. Now because they say it, they speak it, now they come back to church again. Now they start doing it. When you come to church on a regular basis, it becomes a habit. What you continue to do becomes a habit. All godly men, all godly women, they have godly habits. Daniel prayed three times a day, went on his knees, and he thanked God. So you have to watch your thoughts. Your thoughts will become your words. Your words will become your actions, your deeds. Turn to the person next to you and say, Be careful what you think. You might end up doing it. Your actions become habits. Habits become part of your character, and your character will influence your destiny. Character is something that comes from the inside, in your heart. What we do today when we go to church, we look at the gifts. What's happening outwardly? It's the fire upon and the fire within. The fire upon is the gift. The fire within is the character. The fire within, the character, should burn brighter and bigger than the gift. As a matter of fact, this fire should burn right through your gift. Yes, give the Lord a hand. What happens in your mind will happen in time. That's why you have to be very careful what you think upon. When your thoughts want to be negative, complaining the whole time, murmuring the whole time, the Bible has given us weapons to deal with it. Proverbs says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You'll find people that are beautiful, but because in their hearts they believe they are ugly, that's just who they become. The Bible gives us instruction to take every thought, every argument, every vain imagination, take it captive, and bring it in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Say, so Pastor, you're gonna be busy the whole day taking my thoughts captive. No, we're talking about spiritual things, amen. Sometimes you just have to find a quiet place, put your hands on your head, and say, Lord, right now, I agree with your word. According to 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4, I'm taking every thought captive. This battle, Lord, is not a battle in the flesh. It's not the things happening around me, but it's a spiritual battle. I'm going to take captive every thought, every argument, every vain imagination, and I bring it in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes when you're feeling down, when you feel like fear wants to grip your heart, get a scripture and use the word of God and replace those negative thoughts with the word of God. Amen. Turn to the person next to you say you have your part to play. Say if you don't play your part, you could miss what God has planned for you. I never thought growing up that I would ever stand in front of people preaching. Telling you now, never thought that. As a matter of fact, I had the same speech from grade 8 till grade 12 and just wanted to finish it as soon as possible. But when God said, I've called you to minister by the grace of God, I didn't say it cannot happen. I said, Lord, let it be according to your word. Start to work in me because this word has got the power to transform and change you. It's got healing power. It's got deliverance power. It's got sanctification power. It's got breakthrough power. This word. But you have to allow this to become the standard for your life. Can I tell you something? as I walk with God, been serving God for a few decades now, I realize the older I get, I'm not focusing out there that much anymore, although I'm doing that. But here to protect my heart is the most important thing. To finish strong, we have to protect our heart. Say what I'm thinking about, what I'm meditating upon, does this line up with the word of God? The enemy in the last days will try everything for you to get offended, to hate, to get deceived, for your love to grow cold. says, I'm warning you beforehand, this is what he wants to do, that we should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Whatever you are facing right now, if there's a storm around you, when Jesus got in the boat and there was a storm... He said, be calm, be calm. Why could he say that? Because he had peace in his heart. And although there was a storm, he could manifest the peace of heaven in that situation. He stood in the middle of a storm and said, be calm. When you are linked up with God, it allows heaven's atmosphere into your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15 48. You know, Peter, I love the life of Peter. But Peter is a good example of divine nature and human nature. The one minute he's in the spirit, his divine nature, you are the Christ, the Messiah. The next minute is rebuking Jesus. And he has to be rebuked. When he said, remember he rebuked Jesus, he said, there's no way you can die. Just remember, I told you, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You cannot die. <laughs> and Jesus had to rebuke him. He said, Satan, get behind me. Amen? Have you ever been rebuked by God? Have you ever been corrected by God? If you are being corrected by God, it's good news. Because he only corrects his sons and his daughters. Amen. Look at verse 48. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And is the heavenly man. So also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Wow. Because of Christ, you have the image of a heavenly man. Jesus came to show us a heavenly way. A matter of fact, because Christ came, we are seated in heavenly places. You can go read John chapter 3, verse 12. When Jesus was busy talking to Nicodemus, the Bible says in that scripture, verse 13, just go there quickly, I want to read it to you. It says, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. It means while he was talking to Nicodemus here on earth, he held a heavenly position. We are seated in heavenly places because we're in Christ Jesus. Hebrews ten nineteen 19 says, because of the blood of the Lamb, we can enter into the holy of holies. Whatever situation you are facing around you, you can manifest heaven in that situation. There can be a storm on the outside. Hell can be breaking loose on the outside. But you can have heaven's peace on the inside. Side, turn to the person next to you, tell them you have heaven in your heart. Tell them again, say you have heaven in your heart. Look what the Passion Translation says. Colossians 3 verse 1. It says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of When you have a situation happening around you, get heaven's opinion about it. Remember, the servant of the man of God, when he looked with his natural eyes, he saw the Syrian army coming against him. But heaven's opinion was those that are for us are more than those are against us. You might be in a situation where it feels like an army is coming against you to kill you. But heaven is saying, those that are for you are more than those that are against you. And you'll be able to keep your peace on the inside of your heart. Amen. Turn to the person next to you say, heaven is in your heart. Now turn to the person on the other side and say, protect that heaven. Protect that peace. As if your life depends upon it. Because your life depends upon it. The Bible says we should allow our hearts to rise to heaven, to think upon heavenly things. What is it to think upon heavenly things? When you are going through a challenge, just start to think about spiritual things. What are spiritual things? Spiritual things is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, the way he walked here on earth, how God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. Think upon those things. life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think upon the death of the Lord Jesus Christ when you're going through a tough time. Think upon the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for you. Seven times his blood when he was spraying in the garden, drops of blood formed on his head, sweating blood, praying so anxiously so that you never have to pray like that. Think upon that. Think when they grabbed him, they started plucking his beard out, humiliating him, blood started to flow, so that you never have to be humiliated in that way. Beating him on his back 39 times, by his stripes we are healed, blood flowing for healing for you. If you have pain in your body, it's not like others in the world, we have an answer, you can have peace on the inside. The thorny bush being pushed into his head, blood flowing again, the curse of this earth being removed. The cross on his shoulder, carrying it too heavy, falling to the ground. Blood again, his knees open. You would know his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Those nails going into his hands, blood flowing. He crucified for us, for our sins. Think upon that. That spear being pushed into his heart, blood and water flowing out to remind us that the only way to the Father is through the circumcision of your heart. You have to die to yourself. But then start thinking about the resurrection of Christ. As Christ was raised up from the dead, you've been raised to a new level in life. Amen. Think upon heavenly things and keep that heavenly atmosphere in your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, hell might break loose all around you, but keep heaven in your heart. So I want to tell you, go check your heart. Go see what's been going on in your heart. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Many people on the outside can pretend. You can come to church and you can raise your hands and say, Jesus, I love you, you my everything. But in your heart, you're desiring things of this earth, worldly things. God can see that. He can see who's real. He can see that when you say, I love you, if it has your heart's full agreement or not. You can cover it up as much as you want to. God can see your heart. You can be a hypocrite in the world and hide things. But before God, He knows everything. Amen? He knows what's happening behind closed doors. You cannot hide anything from Him. Protect your heart. Protect your heart. When heaven is in your heart, doesn't matter what's happening around you. You'll be able to have peace. When you have that peace, you can start to declare the peace of God in that storm. Make a decision to keep heaven in your heart 24-7. Amen. I'm going to close with this. Jesus does not just want you to have heaven in your heart, but he wants you to manifest heaven wherever you go. In Matthew 6, when the disciples asked and they say, what should we pray, how should we pray? He said, pray, my kingdom will come, my will will be done. You're on earth as it is in heaven. Because you have a heavenly atmosphere in your heart, because you have the peace of God in your heart, you can speak peace into any situation. You can manifest heaven. When hell is breaking loose, you can manifest heaven that's the grace that God has given us but if you don't have heaven on the inside you won't be able to manifest heaven in that situation if you don't have the peace of God on the inside of your heart you won't be able to manifest peace then you'll start to behave like the world how will people know that you're a citizen of heaven they will see heaven's atmosphere in your heart amen please stand to your feet now it's time to pray. Turn to the person next to you. Say, now it's time to pray. Tell them, now it's time to manifest heaven. To show my love towards God and people. Amen. So let me hear you pray. Say, precious Father, fill me with your love. Fill me with your love until it overflows to others. Say, precious Father, Father, Fill me with your love until it overflows to others. Create in me a pure heart. Give me a heart that is humble, a heart that is sincere. Grant unto me a heart that is quick to forgive, a heart that will not be grudges, a heart that will not hold on to offenses. Act in me, O Lord that my thoughts will be holy. Pray it again. Say, Act in me, O Lord, that my thoughts will be holy. Act in me, O Lord, that my words will be holy. Act in me, Lord, that my words will be holy. Act in me, Lord, that my, will me, Lord, that my deeds will be holy. Make my words as pure and holy as yours. Make my words as pure and holy as yours. Lord, take me from where I am to where you want me to be. Use me as an instrument of favor. Use me as an instrument of hope. Position me, O Lord, to attract your favor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Hallelujah. You know, many people always say, how can I be sure that I've been positioned to attract God's favor? Well, let me help you quickly. That's very easy. There's one that was highly favored. Highly favored is Jesus Christ himself. Yes, God loves you and you are highly favored. But the one that was most favored, highly favored, the beauty of heaven is Jesus Christ himself. So when you accept Christ and His righteousness and you are in Christ Jesus, you've positioned yourself as a highly favored one. Amen? Hallelujah. Why? Because His eyes are upon the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayers. So when you are positioned in righteousness, God is interested in what you are doing and what you are saying. So I want everybody right there we are. Put your right hand on your heart. Raise your other hand to heaven. And pray this prayer loud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me. That He's alive right now making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. If you have prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, your sins are forgiven. Your past is over. Don't mention your past anymore. Your past is Egypt. It's a place of defeat and failure. God is taking you out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, into the promised land. Amen. For you to finish strong, there's some things that you have to do. Turn to the person next to you say, you're not going to make it on your own. Tell them again, say, you're not going to make it on your own. You need people around you. It's not that we need people to check on us, but I need somebody, when I'm making a mistake, to say, what you're doing there is not right. Amen? To be your brother's keeper, to be your sister's keeper. So the best way is to connect to people. So even when you come to church, you're connecting to a team. That's how you're going to grow in the things of the Lord. You connect to a team. Get involved in a connect group. Get involved and start to serve somewhere. Discover your gifts. Discover the dream that God has placed on the inside of you. And then you serve in a dream team. Amen? You use your strength to strengthen other people. Hallelujah. It's as easy as that. Easy. I need you like you need me. And usually those members that you don't see are the most important ones. Like Children's Church. Very important. Our Champions Club. It's tripled in this year. Give the Lord a hand. the children with special needs that's tripled that means we need triple the amount of teachers to help us well amen are you ready to connect to the dream be part of the dream team so that's something that God has laid in your heart please go and tell them that's in my heart I want to do that so that we can be more effective amen has your faith been lifted are you going to keep that heaven's atmosphere in your heart and everything that you do When you are talking to people, manifest heaven. Sometimes you can see people are going through hell. Manifest heaven. Amen. Don't say what you see, what you hear, what you feel. But get heaven's opinion and declare that. Be the person in that boat when there's a storm that says, Be calm. Amen. And you'll see what God